You are listening to a message recorded at Living Hope Church in Southwick, Massachusetts. We hope you find encouragement through God's Word today. It's my joy to welcome, uh, to speak with us today, is our Women's Ministries Director. Her and her husband have been with us for a few years now. They love the Lord. They love the work of God. They love the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And they love God's Word. One thing you'll know about Jean is that Jean is organized. Jean is diligent. Jean loves to study, and she loves to pull out truth. And uh, so I'm very excited to have her share with you today as our Women's Ministries leader. If you're not involved in Women's Ministries, they meet once a month at 6.30 on a Friday night. They also have events for women, too. So I encourage you to be a part of that and come out for that. But will you welcome Jean as she comes to bring the Word today? morning everybody see all these notes I got (laughs) I'm only kidding it's only six pages (laughs) Um, anyway I wanted to wish everyone a happy Mother's Day Um, Mother's Day is really special to me because I'm I don't know I'm I'm probably like a lot of you mothers that my family is everything to me and uh, my daughter surprised me this morning by showing up here today (laughs) with her her two daughters of her own and my her mother-in-law, Nana, my friend Nana, and Rosario. I'm just really happy that you guys came today. Um, I know a lot of you, you know, may not be mothers um, yet or whatever, but um, you can be still spiritual moms. And um, I'm sure you've touched uh, people's lives that you don't even know that you've touched. Um, sometimes I hear word back that, you know, someone says, oh, you did this or you said this. I'm like, really? <laughs> it surprises me. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, we did touch on the Clearway Clinic. Um, everyone got a flyer on the way in. Um, please hand them out to other people. You know, don't just keep them to yourselves. Hand them out to your friends. Um, if you can post it somewhere, post it somewhere. Uh, if you need any more information on it, talk to Trudy right here. You want to raise your hand here? Everyone knows Trudy. Um, and it has to be back. All the things have to be back by the 24th. Okay, which is a Sunday. And one thing I'm really excited about is Pastor Dan's mom's coming in to speak to us. She came in a few months ago, and she just spoke to a couple of us women in the, in the coffee house. And that lady is on fire. I mean, it's like to look at her, to see everything that she went through last year with the passing of her husband and everything, COVID, everything that's going on, she is just so still, full of life. She didn't... She wasn't all into, you know, herself grieving or anything like that. It was all like, what can I do for you? You know, what can I, what can I share about the Lord? And it just really thrilled me. And when I found out, you know, that she was willing to come in and speak to us, I was like, everybody, set your calendars aside. Come that night because you, you don't want to miss it. Um, before we start, actually, I, I'm going to pray. Um, Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to give me your words to speak life to these women and to the men today. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome in my life. You are welcome in my words. And I thank you that you've given me something to say and you've taken me from a very ungracious woman to be a gracious woman for you. And I just thank you for it. Thank you that your, your spirit will rest on each and every person here today, that your words will touch everyone that's, that hears them. In Jesus' name, 
Okay, so this, this morning I'm going to talk about a gracious woman. And um, just because I'm talking about women today, men, doesn't mean that you can't get something out of it because the word is for all of us. And Jesus was the most gracious person that ever walked the earth. And that's who we're supposed to emanate. We're supposed to emanate Jesus. And um, so the word gracious, it means kindness, favor, beauty, pleasant, precious, well-favored, but especially the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. So as us women, we're supposed to, in men, we're supposed to be kind. We're supposed to show favor. We're supposed to have beauty. We're supposed to be pleasant and precious. My husband's always telling me how precious I am to me, to him, and uh, sometimes it freaks me out, but... <laughs> Um, anyway, we're supposed to be well-favored, and um, when we have that gracious, when we are gracious to others, then we're going to be reflecting in our life the divine influence to others. So when we walk in his graciousness, people are going to see, uh, see Jesus in us. And um, if we don't walk in his graciousness, you know, they're going to look at you and say, you're a Christian? Okay. <laughs> Um, Psalms 103, verse 8, says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. So if he is merciful and gracious, and he's slow to anger, and he abounds in mercy, that's what we need to do. Um, it, it's not easy. I can vouch for that. It is not easy. But I've heard people say, well, I'm only human. But no. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord, you're not just human anymore. You have a recreated human spirit on the inside of you. And the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And, and we are people of faith. You know, I mean, if we have accepted Jesus as our Lord, we are people of faith. And we have to walk in that faith. And when um, sometimes we don't feel gracious, we don't feel like being nice to people, we have to be um, and eventually it will become a habit. Um, I'm not saying that I'm perfect in this area. I am not. That's probably why he gave me this to talk about. <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, a gracious woman is a strong person of character and moral excellence. Uh, if you turn with Proverbs 11.1, 1, we're going to go through a lot of Proverbs 11 today. Um, dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord but a just weight is his delight. The word abomination, it means extreme disgust or hatred. So if we are not honest in our day-to-day -day living, it's disgusting in the eyes of the Lord. So we need to be careful to be honest people, and we have to have a good reputation. Um, basically, we need to swear to our own hurts and change not. If you say you're going to do something, do it, you know? Um, if you say whatever, um, just be a person of your word, you know. And if you did mess up and you told a lie or whatever, um, apologize. There's nothing wrong with apologizing, you know. Um, and that's where pride comes in. If we, we can't apologize to somebody for making a mistake, you know, I mean, we, we need to. Um, Proverbs 11, 2 and 3 says, when pride comes... Then comes shame, but the humble, but with the humble is wisdom. 
The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. And we need to humble ourselves and not be prideful. Um, we have to not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. Um, when we walk in humility, we will have wisdom. A wise woman is one who honors what God's word says and follows his ways. A foolish or proud, proud woman is one who decides she doesn't like what the Bible says and has to go her own way. Um, but the thing is with that, you really have to know what the word of God says in order to know if you're going the right way. Um, I got born again about, goodness, I think it was 44 years ago. And I know I don't look that old, right? Hopefully. <laughs> but seriously, um, it's been 44 years. And um, when I got born again, I just could not get the word of God into me enough. I mean, I just, I slept it, I drank it, I you know, ate it, everything. I just had to have that word in me. Because when I grew up, I did not grow up in a gracious house, although my mom was very gracious. Um, my dad was not. And I grew up in the world, and we did worldly things, and it was not gracious. You know, it was nothing. It was nowhere near gracious. And I had to learn how to be a gracious woman of God. And, um, you know, I got married early. I was 19 when I got married. And Gary will attest to you, I've, there's been a lot of ungraciousness <laughs> that I had to deal with. But hopefully, I'm, I'm not there yet completely, but I am further along than I was. Um, but the key is to knowing his word and to getting that word inside of you so much that that's what comes out your mouth. You know, when you're in a tough situation and somebody's nasty to you, does... Do you speak the word or not even the word? It doesn't even have to be the word of God. It's just kindness, you know. Um, and the things that are true, you know. I mean, there's so much talk today about, you know, this is your truth and this is my truth. And I heard recently that somebody was starting a ministry of truth. I'm like, seriously? Um, but it's all about God's word and God's truth. And if our truth does not line up with God's truth, then it's not truth. You know, I hate to break it to you, but it's just, it's not. No matter how much you think it is, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, it's not true. Um, Proverbs 11, 9 through 12 says, The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge the righteous will be delivered. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices, and when the wicked perish, there is jubilation. But the blessing of the upright, or by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. He who is devoid of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. A gracious woman speaks graciously. Luke 6.45 says, A good man, or woman, out of the good treasure of his heart, bears what is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bears what, bears what is evil, for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. And what is in our hearts in abundance is going to come out um, when we least expect it. But if we have that abundance in our heart, then we don't have to worry about it as much as to what comes out. Um, and we don't want to go around destroying our neighbors or the people that we love by speaking 
contrary to the word by speaking negativity or um, just nastiness to them. Um, and for instance, like if you've been meditating on the word, you're out driving somewhere and you're meditating on the word, and uh, someone cuts you off or flashes you a finger, what do you do? You know, you do you like <laughs> you get mad at them and flash the finger back, or do you say, "Oh dear God, pray for that. Per- I'm praying for that person," because if they're gonna if they're acting like to, that like that to you when they've cut you off you know it's not good in their heart. <laughs> I mean, you know, they've got a lot of stress in their lives or something is not good going on. So they need prayer. And for us to lash back out at them, it's just, not, it's just going to create more lashing back, you know. We have to be the type of person that will stop it in its tracks, speak words of kindness and love, and say, you know, um, and make it get better, okay? Because the, word, the world needs to be changed. Um, maybe you're having a conversation with your neighbor about something that's going on in the neighborhood. And, you know, instead of, and they start, to na- maybe the thing starts to get a little on the, the negative side. You know, they start talking about well, this neighbor and that neighbor. They don't like what's going on. Um, stop them and say, you know, let's pray about that. Um, and if they don't want to pray about it, then, well, you know who your neighbor is, first of all. And you know how to pray. But, um, when you do pray, um, and they, they'll know in the future who to come to if they, if they need prayer, you know, for healing or whatever else. Um, and sometimes a gracious woman just has to hold her peace. You know what that means, right? Just to be quiet. Just <laughs> um, sometimes when someone can, comes against, I've, like this has happened to me sometimes, and um, people have come against me for things, and I was just like, okay. So you just zip it, and you just kind of like stare at them. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes being quiet is the loudest form of conversation (laughs) because it's like they get uncomfortable. They don't know what to do or say, but it's not like you're not spewing out all this junk. It's like if you don't have anything gracious to say, don't say anything at all. My mom used to say that to me all the time. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And... um, that was wise, wise words from my mom. Um, a gracious woman needs to be respectful. Um, careful of your tone when talking with others, especially to your spouse if you're married. Um, be, be gracious and respectful. You know, God put, if you're married, God put him in your life for a reason. Um, you know, it's, I mean, me, I may not like it all the time, what happens, you know, whatever, what the words that are said, but He's there for a reason. He's there to help us grow. Um, And I'm going to fess up to you right here. Um, I do not like telemarketing calls or scam calls. And um, not too long in the distant past, um, I had a call. And it was just... I'm like, well, you just, I was nasty. I was just really nasty. I was having a very stressful day, and I was nasty. And I got off the phone, and I just, I'm like, oh, God. How could I be like that? <laughs> you know, I'm in the Word. I know the Word. I, I shouldn't have said that. And the Lord said to me, he says, you know, he said, um, it doesn't matter who's in the room with you. 
he said that he basically he, he was like putting me saying I couldn't trust you and uh, that I was a bad witness for him and that really convicted me and uh, I felt really bad and I apologized and I was like Lord don't let this ever happen to me again I will not do this again and like I said there's probably a reason why I'm here talking about a gracious woman because I'm in the process okay we're all in a process <laughs> um, but anyway that's not the words I wanted to hear saying oh, you're a bad witness you know I want to hear well done good and faithful servant isn't that what we all want to hear um, so we have to choose like to speak life-giving words love-filled words and being nasty to a telemarketer is not gonna make it any better um, they're just gonna hang up and move on to the next person so it's not gonna it's not gonna really make their day any worse or you know but um, but if we had just if I had just had something pleasant to say to that person that day it probably would have made their day because they probably got hung up on a lot um, anyway um, we need to practice honor, honoring authority and being adaptable by using respectful words um, I remember like yes ma'am please thank you you're welcome <laughs> you know um, you don't hear that too much these days um, Proverbs 11:3 says a talebearer reveals secrets but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter a gracious woman is not a gossip and you can tell who you can trust your secrets to if you hear someone talking about someone else you can rest assured that when you're not there they're going to be talking about you so let's try to not be that way um, God needs to be able to trust us Proverbs 11:16 says a gracious woman retains honor but ruthless men retain riches and retain means to grasp a hold of and to hold fast to and once we have received the grace of God then we need to hold fast to it and continually make gracious choices and when you don't make a gracious choice apologize and you know you apologize to the person you're ungracious to but apologize to him because he's the one that means the most and uh, and then you try to do better next time you know it's just a matter of habits and we will all get better um, okay oh a good I, uh, ultimate gracious woman in the Bible is Proverbs 31 uh, Proverbs 31 woman we've probably all heard about the Proverbs 31 but if you haven't read it in a while go back to Proverbs 31 and verse 10 through 31 in particular and read it um, and remind yourself what it is to be a, a virtuous and gracious woman Proverbs 11:20 says those who are of a perverse heart are an abomination to the Lord but the blameless in their ways are his delight excuse me a second uh, the word perverse means corrupt, improper, obstinate in opposing what is right, reasonable or accepted, stubborn or cranky. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a stubborn, cranky woman. <laughs> Especially a stubborn, cranky old woman. <laughs> um, and there are a lot of perverse people around these days. 
Um, but I really hate to see a perverse woman. I don't know, there's something about maybe the way I grew up or something. Um, but there's a lot of stuff out there these days about girl power and, you know, I am woman, hear me roar, that type of thing. <laughs> I don't agree with it. I'll just put it flat out with you. I'm not a feminist or a woman's liber, anything like that. Um, I do believe that women should get equal pay for the equal job and that we should have the same rights as men. But feminism today does not mean that, really. It means how many men can you put down? How many men can you believe that you're stronger than? Um, it's not good. It's really not good. Because you never make yourself greater by putting someone else down. Never. You just make a fool out of yourself. And there's a lot of women out there that, make, that are making fools out of themselves by putting men down. And it, it really shouldn't be that way. You know, I mean, God created us male and female. He created us as one if we're married. And um, in Galatians, I didn't have that in my notes, but um, I'm trying to be led by the Spirit here. In Galatians, it says there is neither male, I mean, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither, okay, I don't remember it all right now, but it's neither male nor female. And God does not look at us as a male or a female. He looks at us from our heart. Is our heart towards him or not? You know, um, so we need to try to be in unity. And women, we need to be kind to men. You know, um, sometimes a man will open the door for me, and I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, it is so nice to see a gentleman. And I try to build him up so that he'll do it again next time. Um, because you don't see that often enough, you know. Um, I mean, my husband, he's a, real, he's a real gentleman, and he always helps, holds the door for me and things like that. Um, and he's taught our son to be the same way, and I thank God for that. Um, but we just don't see it enough. Um, and, you know, God has created us as women to be strong in heart, mind, and body. And we cannot be the helpmates that God has created us to be if we're, if we're just weak or ignorant or, like, passive we, we're not a doormat, okay? I am not a doormat. Ask Gary. I am not a doormat. <laughs> but I respect him for what he says. If we, I mean, if things come across, we have a decision to make, we discuss it, okay? And he doesn't always go with what I have to say, but that's okay. He's the head. If you have two heads in the house, you're going to have a monster, okay? You don't want that. Um, and I'm okay with being where God put me. Um, I feel blessed, you know, um, as a mom, as a wife. I mean, you can't get any better than that. I'm sorry. You guys, I'm sorry. You can't get better than being a wife and mom. <laughs> um, it's just something special. Um, anyway, um, we have to be gracious people. We have to be kind to people and love people. Proverbs 11.22 says, As a ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a lovely woman who lacks discretion. And one of the dangers of social media these days is selling women on the idea that beauty is a worthy pursuit. Like, that's, it's the end all. It's not. It is not. I mean, I like to look good. I like to dress nice. But how I look and all that is not who makes me. It's Jesus in me that makes me the strong woman. 
not how I look. Um, because if you saw me first thing in the morning, you would say, oh, that's a different gene than this gene over here, because I don't look the same in the morning. <laughs> oh, poor Gary. Anyway. <laughs> um, but if we don't know Jesus on the inside, you know, any beauty that you have is going to not show up really on the outside. You know, and you can be the most gorgeous woman in the world, but if you don't have it in the, in the inside, you're going to be like a swine with a gold ring in your nose, um, which is, I don't know, Miss Piggy doesn't really thrill me. <laughs> Anywho, um, it's the joy of the Lord is our strength, and um, the only one that I want to measure up to is him. And it wasn't always that way. Um, I used to always think, I remember being in like the fifth grade and my mom would make me a new dress and I'd walk in and it's like, oh, I'm special today because I have a new dress on. And I was like, what? That's, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, fortunately, it has grown a little bit. Um, and when we're getting dressed, ladies, um, you know, Gary and I were on vacation last week and I saw a lot of things I did not want to see walking down the street in front of me. Um, dress modestly, please. And if you have really tight pants, wear something over it, please. Um, because there's nothing worse than seeing something walk down the street that you're like, oh, please. Um, we need to be modest. In this day and age, everything is sexy. You got to be sexy. No, you don't. You need to be modest if you're a Christian girl or a Christian woman. Um, because I'll be honest with you, sexy is not all it's cracked up to be. Um, you know, it just gets people into trouble. You know, um, it's better to be a modest, godly woman or a modest, godly girl than to get yourself into trouble on the other side. You know, it's like that, that kind of lifestyle, that kind of attitude it just, it just gets people and girls into trouble. Um, okay. The way I look at it is, um, as women of God, we are ambassadors for him. And if you are the ambassador, an, an ambassador of the United States, you would look your best at all times. You would dress your best. You would always try to be your best to represent the United States of America. Well, us as women of God, we represent the, the king, the God of this world. You know, we represent him, and we have to be our best, in my opinion, all the time. And, um, you know, like I said, we mess up, but that's our ultimate goal is to be women of God. To, so that when people look at us, they will see Jesus in us. And, and that's really our goal is to shine Jesus out to people, you know. Um, anyway, enough of that about the beauty part, but um, I would encourage you to read the book of Esther from front to back. It's just amazing, this woman. Um, I'm not going to get into it, but she was a very gracious woman, and Esther was, and she put, and graciousness puts you on a path for promotion. And when God promotes, there's always a purpose. And the purpose that God had with Esther was to save his people. And 
you know, the purpose that God has for you as women of God, sometimes we don't even know what that purpose is. It's just we lead our life, we walk in our life, and then, you know, people come back to us years later and say, oh, if it weren't for the marriage that you and Gary have, we would never be together today. I'm like, what? Seriously? What are, you know, it's like sometimes it shocks you, the things that people come back and says, but, you know, it's like, we are always influencing someone, even when we don't want to be. Um, so it's important that we are godly women. Okay, Proverbs eleven twenty four through 28 says, There is one who scatters, yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. The people will curse him who withholds grain, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. He who earnestly seeks good finds favor, but trouble will come to him who seeks evil. He who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will, fo- will flourish like foliage. A, gra- a gracious woman is one who gives and is generous. And it's not always about the money. It's about your time. It's about you're going out. Say you're going out to the store and you say, Lord, how can you use me today? You know, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the grocery store and I've prayed that ahead of time and there's always some woman about this tall who needs to get something way up there. And I'm always like, can I help you? And they're always, yes, please. So I just reach up and get it. And thank God I'm tall. And I just give it to them. And I'm like, and they're, they're like so thrilled. <laughs> but um, there's always something that we can do for others. If you keep your eyes open, you know, a kind word, you know, um, you see somebody that has a nice sweater or something, say, oh, I really like your sweater. That The color is like really doesn't, makes you look beautiful or something to that effect, you know. Be be honest about it. I mean, if you don't like it, don't say it. But um, just try to be a blessing wherever you go. And, you know, if you go out to to have a coffee or lunch or something with friends, you know, and if you say you have a $20 meal, don't leave a dollar tip. I mean, come on, you know. Leave a good, generous tip and bless the woman. She's struggling to to make ends meet probably. you know, be generous. Um, okay. And we need to stop using our strength as women to fight for our own wills. And we, use, we need to use our strength instead to fight the enemy, which is the devil. Because he's the one that comes in and tries to kill, steal, and destroy. And we need to fight for that. And we need to fight for our families in prayer. Um, that's one of the reasons why I gave all of you women a box with prayers, prayer cards in it. Because we need to be women of prayer. Um, we need to pray for our friends and our family and for this country. Um, and being gracious sounds a lot like um, the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 through 23, which says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Now, doesn't the fruit of the Spirit sound gracious to you? I mean, you think about that, and it's like, ah. 
But if we can walk in these traits, then we will become the people of character and we will be gracious towards others. And God would not have put this fruit of the Spirit in here if it's impossible to to do. Um, He gave this to us. It's kind of like, you know, when you grow a tree. Um, The fruit on the tree. We are are, um, planted in Jesus if we have accepted him as our Lord. And then we water it with the word of God and we fertilize it with his word. And then eventually fruit comes. You know, maybe if you're, if you're brand new born again or whatever, fruit's not right there maybe. But give it time and it'll grow. And, uh, and I personally have seen that the more that you feed on the word of God, the more fruit grows. And the more that, you're, the more that I'm away from, from the word, that the more the fruit falls on the ground and tends to rot. And I don't want that. I don't want my fruit to rot. Um, and the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit is the works of the flesh, also found in Galatians. Excuse me a second. Now the works of the flesh are revealed, which are these. Adultery, sexual immorality, impurity, lewdness, which I looked this word up, Lewdness means obscene, vulgar, which means morally crude, gross, or offensive in language, evil or wicked. And then there's idolatry, there's sorcery, which some people think, oh, sorcery, that's, that's not you know, prevalent today. But if you look at every movie that a certain company has made lately, it's all about sorcery. Um, and sorcery means basically... To have power that uses spirits beside the Holy Spirit. So if you're watching a movie and they're walking in power of something that is not controlled by the Holy Spirit, that's sorcery. And you need to shut it off right away. Um, and it's, mean, it's magic. It's all enchantment, witchcraft. It's It's horrible. Um, Another fruit of the flesh is hatred, strife, jealousy, rage, selfishness, and dissensions, which means disagreement or contentious quarrelings, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you, as I previously warned you, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. If we're walking in those things, we're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. It's... You know, we need to be careful. Um, but that sounds like the world that we're living in today, doesn't it? And um, personally, I want to be walking in the fruit of the Spirit and not the fruit of the flesh. Um, Christy Lefevre, which I don't know if you've heard of Christy Lefevre. She's married to Mylon Lefevre, which you've ever heard of him. He's Mylon Lefevre and the Broken Heart Band. used to be very, very popular. Anyway, she wrote a book called The Gracious Woman. And... That's, I read this book, and that's what inspired me to talk about this. Um, but she says we need to stop allowing society to define for us what a strong woman is and allow God to define it for us. You know, I mean, society tends to sway us, you know, by the movies we watch, by the social media, by you go to the store to buy a decent pair of pants, and all you find is skin-tight things. Um, society rules us 
sometimes. And it shouldn't be so if you're, if you're a, a woman of God. Um, basically, to sum up um, all that I have said, the reason that we are to be gracious to others is so that, we will state that they will see Jesus in us and want him for themselves. And our whole reason for being on this earth is to show others the way to him. We are supposed to be God's instrument that brings life into others' lives. And, um, you know, look at your life. Don't shout it out or anything like that, but look at your life and see, am I being gracious? Am I being a godly woman or am I being a worldly woman? Um, judge for yourselves, okay? And do the right thing. Um, get, the last week, Harry and I were on vacation, and I found this plaque, and I, I wrote it down. I'm like, this is amazing. This fits exactly with what I want to say here. And it's a, it was found written on the wall in Mother Teresa's home for children in Calcutta. And um, it says, people are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind... People may accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have, and it will never be enough. But give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. So, Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that your word goes forth and it does not return into us void. So I thank you, Lord, that it will go into each and every heart that is here today and that is listening to the sound of my voice. I thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for changing our lives. Thank you for helping us to be more like you. Thank you for listening. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings to worship with us. We are located at 267 College Highway in Southwick, Massachusetts. For more information about Living Hope Church, visit us online at www.livinghopechurchag.org.